Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome, folks. Welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Soul Talk. I feel like I say that every every episode, but honestly, <laughs> <laughs> today I'm really excited because I get to interview someone at least very special to me. Uh, I've never met this woman in, in person, but I feel like I, I know her because I was just telling her before we started the, this interview um, that we're about to dive into. Uh, she's been with me on my path for about 20 years, unknowingly to her, because I read her book, The Energy of Money, uh, about 20 years ago. And uh, it was probably out a few years at that point. And my girlfriend at the time said, read this book. It's amazing. And I had no money at the time. Oh, and, and, and the book still uh, transformed my life and got me thinking in different ways. You know, you may have heard of her. Uh, she's a, a leadership, an, a leading expert in leadership and transformation and coaching. She's been on the Oprah show. She's the founder and director of the Academy for Coaching Excellence and the author of The Energy of Money. If you haven't read the book, check the book out. She's someone that you are going to want to connect with and follow and learn from. She, mm. you know, I think in a world of, and here's another thing before I, 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 I dive in to, to the interview like it's one thing when someone writes about stuff and there's a lot of good talkers these days, but the moment she got onto this interview, we're doing it virtually to, to do this interview without saying a word. Um, she, th there's a presence and a beingness. And maybe if you're listening, you can't see it, but there's a presence, uh, a gracefulness in her energy that speak so loudly that it's more than what she says. And, and literally the moment she got on, I felt like she, it wasn't like I knew her. I felt like she knew me my entire life. <laughs> oh, and so there was a sense of oneness there. So mm. I think everyone, you're going to enjoy the conversation. The amazing Dr. Maria Nemeth. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Coot. I am so thrilled to be here with you. It's uh, mm. I've been waiting for this and mm. it's like a, a just a, a beam of light for me uh, today. Just to be you. with you. Uh, thanks for taking time. And, as I said, I feel really connected to you and just really grateful for like, you know, you were talking about how you just downloaded so much into that book and <laughs> it's felt because it, it, there's so much in that book, energetically, informationally, yep. depth wise, it meets you. I mean, I was 20 some year old kid at that time and yet it met me where I was at. And so before we dive into a whole bunch of stuff I want to get into, I'm just, just maybe set the context for those listening I'm curious what led to writing the book. I'm curious, like, what led to you getting onto the path of evolution, consciousness, self-help, oh. personal development? Like, Thank you what's, for what started that journey? Uh, well, I'll tell you the truth, which is an embarrassing truth, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I, I, I think very often if we can um, tell something that's embarrassing uh, and yet, you know, really has some meaning, um, yes. I'm telling this so that anyone listening to me might uh, take some comfort. Um, many, many years ago, I loaned someone $35,000 uh, mm -hmm. on an unsecured promissory note. Now, it was, oh, 35 years, oh my God, 35 years ago. So you can imagine 35 years ago, $35,000 was a lot, wow. a lot wow. of money. Okay? Wow. It still is, but I yeah. mean, really, okay. And it was someone I hadn't even known for more than three months. Uh, and uh, it was it was very interesting. I borrowed money from a uh, an in-law at 10.5% interest, Coot, mm. because a man told me I could make 32% on my investment. Mm. And wow. um, uh, it, it was a Ponzi scheme. It was one of those pyramid schemes. And uh, like a member Bernie Madoff many, many yeah. years ago, it was along those lines. And, um, but 
it was interesting because I asked my friends and relatives before I gave him the money, uh, should I do this? And they said, mm-hmm. don't do it. This is, this is, you know, financial suicide. You know, this is, this is, this is a ripoff. Mm. And did I listen to them? Mm. No. Mm. no. I don't know if you've ever had that yes, I moment have had in time. A People say, don't do you know. Yeah. Yeah. And even as I was about to sign the check to him mm. for 35000 and zero, zero over 100 with a line, <laughs> so mm. he couldn't cash it for more, <laughs> mm-hmm. just as I was about to sign my name, you know, this little voice of wisdom inside of us, you know, uh, what can you imagine it was saying to me? Mm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I didn't listen. Mm. Think about it. How many times in our lives do we have this voice of wisdom and we don't listen to it? Mm. So I signed the check and lo and behold, it was a ripoff and I lost everything. And, um, I was so embarrassed that I, mm. at the time I was seeing people in psychotherapy because I, I uh, am a PhD psychologist. So I was seeing people in psychotherapy and I wanted to earn the money back as mm. quickly as possible to give my, my in-law, you know, 10 and a half percent interest. But, uh, and I was hiding from people, Coot. Mm. But three months into this, you know, uh, what what happens when you, Hide from your lessons in life. <laughs> what happens? They just repeat. Yeah, they follow repeat. after yeah. you. Yeah. And so it was three months into this, a woman from the Sacramento Bee calls me and uh, she says, Dr. Nemeth. And of course, I got my professional voice. Yes, may I help you? Mm. She said, Dr. Nemeth, I'm writing an article for the Sacramento Bee and uh, we need your professional opinion on something Uh-oh. that's happening in our community. Uh, could you give us your opinion? And of course, I said, oh, of course, I'd be happy to. She said, Dr. Nemeth, I don't know if you know this, but there has been a ripoff scheme going on in Sacramento over the past few months. People have lost a lot of money on this thing. I, I need to know from you, what's your professional opinion? What is wrong with these people? Mm. What, what is wrong? Mm. Uh, do you have a diagnosis for them, Dr. Nemeth? Of course, oh she was God. talking about me. <laughs> and the problem is I, I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert. And for us extroverts, in order for us to know what we're thinking, we have to sometimes say it out loud. So mm. I, I remember telling her everything. I lost the money. I'm so ashamed. And at some point, she did try to shut me up. She uh-huh. said, Dr. Nemeth, wow. you know, I'm reporting on this. Are you sure you want people to know? And Coot, at that point, I said, of course, because if my story can help someone, you know, mm. Mm. at least there'll be something good that comes from it. So she printed the article, and my name is in it. Dr. Maria Nemeth, noted psychologist, loses a bundle on this thing. And I had friends and colleagues and relatives calling me after they read it, the article. But they didn't ask, why did you do this? They, they started telling me instead about their own relationship with money. Wow. You know, uh, I think it's because I was safe to talk to because <laughs> I'd already been humiliated. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it didn't matter how much or little money they had, Coot. The story was always the same, a sense of disempowerment. Mm-hmm. You know, not knowing to, what to do with money or to do without it. So I, I started on a journey of teaching a course. At that time, it was called You and Money. Mm. Would it be okay with you if life got easier? <laughs> and it morphed into uh, other courses and uh, snowballed. And a few years later, I started writing this book, The, the Energy of Money, you know? Mm. And of course, I, it went on for me to develop some coaching paradigms and start the Academy for Coaching Excellence. But I always remember that point mm. where I was about to sign my name to a check and my voice of wisdom said, Maria, don't do it. And I didn't listen. Mm. So I wrote the Energy of Money book, which is, you know, it's geared toward your personal transformation. And, and now, years later, I've actually developed a digital course 
that people can take yeah. uh, called The Energy of Money, in which I present a bunch of the things that I talk about in the book, and they get personal coaching from me mm. in addition to buying the digital course mm. so that they have money breakthroughs. Mm. So that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone, they're, they're listening, and, and they have... Um, I don't know, a, a very sort of conditioned type relationship around money. And mm. maybe they have a lot of it, and, but they still sure. don't feel absolutely abundant or they, or they feel like they never have enough or they feel, or someone is listening and they feel like they just don't have enough of it genuinely and they're struggling. Um, how, how does someone start shifting their relationship with money? Because I found that, even moments, especially when I first started making money, I still felt as poor as when I was in survival. Yeah. Well, one of the first things to do is, number one, answer the following question. Mm. Am I willing to have a transformation in how I use money? Mm. Now, I want to talk about this because uh, it's a very special question. Because being willing is at the heart of, of everything in life. It's the capacity to say yes, mm. no matter what our thoughts or feelings are. You know, Doug Hammarskjöld, who was a uh, Secretary General of the United Nations, the second one, uh, uh, he was from Sweden, very spiritual man. He has a, uh, he's, wrote something once that I, when reading it, it was to me the essence of being willing. Mm. He said, for everything that has been, I say thank you. And to all that is yet to be, I say yes. Mm. I say yes. Being willing is your capacity to say yes, no matter what you think or feel. So in answering your question specifically, the journey or the road or the hero's journey with money, and it is a hero's journey, mm. is a journey of a lifetime, begins with simply, yes, I am willing. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to turn my life around. Mm. I'm willing to focus on the yeses instead of focusing on uh, all the things I don't want in my life, all the the worries and doubts and fears, instead of focusing on that, I'm willing to say yes, and I'm willing to start telling the truth. Mm. Look, see, tell the truth. There mm. are four things that I ask people, whether it's my book or the digital course. Look, see, tell the truth, and take authentic action. Mm. What do I need to tell the truth about first regarding how I use money? Mm, mm, mm. just telling the truth and uh, taking a notepad, you know, just taking a notepad and write down. Oh, you may not want to write down, yes. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but you're nevertheless willing. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, there's so you, 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 you begin to, to have some breathing room. If some if someone is 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 struggling with, like I know I should be willing, but I don't feel willing. Is is there anything you found that can sort of? Oh yes, absolutely. open the willingness to be willing. Yes. So, um, to be willing is not a feeling. Incidentally, huh? It's a way to transcend our feelings, because you see. Um, our feelings and thoughts come from our brain, right? Mm. And one of the fundamental principles I ask people to consider is that you are not your brain. Yes. You have a brain. You have two eyes, a nose, a mouth, and a brain. And your brain is an organ. You are not your brain. Who you are is that which is able to shape your brain, to mm. focus your brain. And when you begin to see that, you begin to see, maybe I don't have to believe everything I think. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have to believe everything I feel. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm willing to see that I am the person who can shape my brain mm-hmm. to gather um, uh, information for me that could help transform my life. So if a person says, I know I don't feel willing, I say, you know, ask yourself, am am I nevertheless willing to be willing? Mm. Am I willing to, to change my brain? Am I willing to learn to transcend my doubts and worries about money? Not to analyze them endlessly, Yes. But to when we transcend, there's like some breathing room between us and those thoughts and feelings. And one of the things my work is aimed toward, Coot, is mm-hmm. giving people that breathing room so that you can start to choose how you're going to respond. Mm-hmm. So the first question also is, is uh, <laughs> uh, I think more to the point for people who really want to start, what is it that I would pay someone anything not to have to answer mm. regarding me and how I use money? What is the question mm. that I would hate to answer and nevertheless be willing to answer? It could be, mm. if I don't have enough money, how am I using the money I do have? Am mm. I wasting mm. it? Am I leaking it? And there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, um, uh, if, if I say I don't have enough money, um, do I nevertheless find some way to contribute some of it mm. to others, you know, in, um, who, who may need more than I, you know, mm-hmm. need it even more than I, you know, in, in programs and programs for homelessness, programs for people who uh, want to get better in their lives. Because one of the best uh, antidotes to feeling scarcity, the best antidote, one of them, is to find some way to contribute a little bit of what you have. Mm -hmm. Because the minute you do, it begins to transform your experience of scarcity. It's kind of weird. You feel more powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this clear? Mm-hmm. Not yes. being clear? Yeah, very clear. It's beautiful. I love the questions too. You know, am I willing to be willing? Mm-hmm. I think that's it's 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 really it creates an opening. You know, yes, it is. Really, yes, it really creates an opening. Um, so let's say someone has some. They start to become aware that they have some limiting beliefs around money from childhood, from parents, from experiences. Um, how would they go about shifting those limiting beliefs? Money's scarce. There's not enough to go around. Uh, I, I don't deserve abundance. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not open to things not being a struggle. Life is a struggle. Things are a struggle. Survival. And, and so they become aware of their beliefs. They start telling themselves the truth about, okay, this is what I believe. I see how this is playing out, but I don't know how to, to change it. Well, the, quest, the first question is this. Have you had enough of doing it this way? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had enough? It's kind of, it's a pretty straightforward question. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh. Because... Another basic truth about our brain, coot, mm. is that um, our brain is a unique organ that has not changed significantly in 100,000 years. Wow. About seven to 8,000 years ago, we got blue eyes. But other than that, the brain we have is pretty much what our ancestors had. Now, mm-hmm. now listen, let's say you and I were in a cave. It's 50,000 years ago or even 25,000 mm-hmm. years ago. We're in a cave together with our, uh, our group, our clan. 
and we're hungry. Okay? And we want to go outside of that cave to get some food. Now we're in the cave and we're about to go out into the sunlight to get some food. It's about 25,000 years ago. What's the first thing your brain is going to look for? Looking for food. Is it going to look for food first? I'm leaving the cave. It's leaving the cave. It's 50,000 years ago. Mm. Let's say, as I leave my cave, just as I'm about to step out into the opening, what's the first thing my brain is going to look for? Light. Predators. Um, I guess so. Is there anything out there that could eat Some me? Danger. 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 Yeah, danger. Mm. First thing. First thing. Because you see, in nature, there are two kinds of responses that we can make. Mm. One is to say, there's going to be a tiger out there, Coot. you got to be careful. Right. And we step out and there's no tiger. The first mistake. Or the second kind of mistake is, ah, there's not going to be any tigers out there. We step out and there's a tiger. And there's a tiger. <laughs> Mother Nature would have us make the first mistake a million times because that second mistake will kill us. Mm. Mm. So we are the descendants, Coot, of people who have an anxious brain. Always looking mm-hmm. first for danger. It's called the negativity bias. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? Well, um, you know all those weird thoughts and feelings and worries and doubts and stuff we have about money? Yeah. Uh, and the worry, you know, really the, the, the worries we have, it's like that first response. It's looking for the danger, isn't it? Mm, mm. And then our brain is going to make up all kinds of stories for why it looks for danger first. Mm. And what kind of stories will we make up? Well, and there may be some truth to the stories, but nevertheless, over the years, we gather evidence for them. It was my mother's relationship with money. It was my father's relationship with money. You know, I've heard people say the reason I'm scared about money is in my family, we talked about it too much. That's all there was that we talked about. The next person says the reason I'm scared is that we never talked about it. The next person says, I'm scared because we never had money. The next person says, I'm scared because we had so much money and we kind of were, come on. Everyone's going to have their favorite story. Now, this is not to denigrate or to make light coot of the fact that we do have stories because they're very real for us. But it's our brain. Mm. The negativity bias. There's a little part in our brain called the amygdala, Mm -hmm. the seat of fight, flight, and freeze. And boom, money is linked to our survival, isn't it? Yeah, very much. You know? So, of course, we're going to have doubts and worries. Mm. The question is, what do I want to be known for in life? Mm. My doubts and worries? You know, when I was 60 years old, I had a birthday cappuccino. And sat with myself and looked. And I looked at my issues, Mm. money issues. And all of a sudden, I had this realization. You know what it was? It was this. Mm -hmm. What do I want on my tombstone? Here lies Maria. She had issues. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. That's all she talked about. Or... Here lies Maria. She loved us. We loved her. And Mm. life was just a little better because she was in it. Now, could I say, 
that of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I've worked with the past 52 years. Wow. I say I was a child prodigy, you know, but <laughs> I just turned 77 a few weeks wow. ago. Of all the people I've worked with, the thousands of people, I have yet to find someone who does not want to be known for that. Mm. We loved mm. them. They loved us. And life was just a little better because they were here. Mm. Everyone wants to know that. So when I ask, have you had enough? It's how do you want to show up in life? as a, quote, victim of whatever your brain thinks, or as someone who is truly mm. doing what they came here to do with their life. Mm -hmm. Pick one. Yeah. Choice. Yeah. Responsibility, choice. Um, so let's say someone says, okay, Maria, I, I have had enough. Oh, good. But, and... There's always that but. It's, there's no, always, no, the, but, it's always the but. The but. So, 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 but I'm terrified, right? Because this is all I know. This way has either being in scarcity has driven me to make more. And if I let that go, what's going to motivate me? And, or, mm -hmm. or being poor is all I know. Or not having is all I know. And... I don't know anything else. Or I'm afraid that if I let that go, I might be abundant and I feel kind of guilty for, you know, letting go so, of my tribe. Listen, so how does always, one deal with the fear? Well, see, listen, it's always something, isn't it? Yes. Mm. It's always something. So do I choose fear or do I choose excitement? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is, what is it that I want to be known for? Mm. Here lies Maria. She had fear. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> you know, sometimes, as uh, Maya Angelou would say, we have to get over ourselves. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's so and just true. learn to stretch ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. That's why you hear me asking, you know, ha have you truly had enough of doing it this way? Mm -hmm. I, I, your doubts and fear may never go away. Mm. And, and do you want to wait until they go away before you live the life you've always wanted to live? Because mm -hmm. you'll be waiting forever. Mm -hmm. See, we don't know that our fear is a product of this 100,000-year-old brain, right, which right. in novel situations will always give us something to fear. That's mm. the negativity bias. Mm. And all my work, Coot, is aimed at giving people principles and tools that they can use to reshape the brain. Mm. But mm. first one must be willing, be willing to recognize that I am not my brain. Mm. That's powerful. I am who not I am my is brain. That, no, who I am, who I am is that which has the power to shape mm. my brain. And so what's that? What, what is that? Mean? What is what that which has the power? Like, Somebody might ask, well, well, what's that? That's what is the what, what is that which has the power? Is it it's spirit? Who, who, is it consciousness? Truly, it's who you truly are. Mm. And and the question is, do you want to spend your whole life analyzing what's that, or do you want to get on and change your brain? <laughs> <laughs> Let's change our brain. <laughs> So how do we begin changing our brain? Now we're well, I've okay, already given you some, some stuff, you know, one is to be willing. Yeah. The next is to ask yourself, what, what question would I really not want to have to answer with regards to my, my how I am with money? Let's just a, tell the truth. It's a deep question. Currently, yeah. Yeah. how am I with, I gamble with it. 
I don't pay attention to it. You know what money mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. I uh, I work real hard during the week, and so on Fridays, I I think I deserve to have a pricey meal at at a fancy restaurant because I've worked so hard. So I deserve something. You know, uh, working because I deserve something is a very uh, primitive mm. kind of a thing. It's a very young uh, kind of a, a of a desire. You know, I've been a good little girl, a good little boy. Don't I deserve a treat? Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with money. Mm. And in many ways, it has to do with money because that's when on Saturday or Sunday, since I've worked so hard, I'll go and spend some money on myself because I deserve it. Now, I'm not saying don't spend money on yourself, but when you do it out of a sense of, I deserve it, one of the things that's going to happen in psychology is you're going to reinforce working hard Mm. so you can deserve something at the end of the week. Mm. So what does my relationship with money look like? Now, in my book and in my digital course, The Energy of Money, I have people do a number of things to begin to look at how they handle money, how they are with it. One of them is a, uh, a, a kind of like a money, um, how can I call it? Uh, it's, it's a type of um, answering questions. It's like a, a telling the truth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. And, and I have questions that I have people look at. It's like a money mm-hmm. map. Mm-hmm. And you answer it and you begin to see your own patterns with it. Mm. And then there are uh, ways for you to begin to shift those patterns. And one is to discover certain things about yourself that are important. And uh, one of the things I've developed for people is how to see what your true values are in life Mm. called standards of integrity. Mm -hmm. Another thing is to be able to see what your true purposes are. And I call them life's intentions Mm. because with your values and your purposes, you can meld, you can begin to craft a way forward. Mm -hmm. So there are ways to do it. Coot. Mm -hmm. But the first thing is to be willing. And you notice I don't use the word willingness Mm. because willingness is a noun, like happiness, willingness. And anything that's a noun, we experience as occurring outside of ourselves. Mm. So instead of willingness, I always use the word being willing, being willing. Yeah, I see that. Being well. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned values. Um, can you maybe guide us a bit in terms of how someone can um, begin to get in touch with their real, authentic values? Because that sounds also like a a powerful foundation to, well, to navigate. You know, life. it's uh, it's uh, the how of it, Coot would necessitate me going through a whole part of what Mm -hmm. I teach, you know, let me just say that it is possible Mm. to discover your innermost values Mm. and to use those to guide you Mm. instead of your fear. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Beautiful. How does someone know if they have a right relationship with money? Is there a right relationship with money? Uh, What, Say more about that question. Yeah. Um, okay. I, 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 you know, I, I hear folks say, well, you know, you only live once, so don't live in scarcity. Just even in the spiritual sort of scene, the metaphysical scene, just live in abundance, live as though you have, and just, just, just don't, don't live in scarcity. Don't put limits and just, just fake it till you make it. And, Does and it so, work? I don't think so, personally. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And if you were to ask people truthfully, does that work? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
They'd say no, because what you're trying to do is manipulate your brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because on the on the other side, there may be folks that like live in, you know, living like so they don't spend anything, you know, being so. Uh, I don't diligent is the word. So uh, it could be diligent or it could be worried. Yes, living so kind of like every penny, and 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 then they they also then don't enjoy what they have. Yeah. And, and and that's so, and and isn't that the negativity bias all over again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, mm, so mm. is my life going to be ruled by this tendency, hundred thousand year old tendency of my brain mm. to look for demons and predators and all that? Mm -hmm. Or am I willing to gain some distance? Yeah. To determine how I truly want to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That space, that spaciousness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which is incidentally one of the things that, that I teach a lot at the Academy for Coaching Excellence. Mm. Um, I developed a methodology for coaching that I began to teach, oh, 35 years ago when coaching was not very, um, it was unknown. You know, you yeah. had a voice coach, you had a sports coach, but, you know, a, a personal coach, a life mm -hmm. coach. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's ridiculous. And so um, I began to work with people because uh, being a psychologist, a psychotherapist didn't really, uh, it, after a while, I saw that I was more geared toward, see, psychotherapy is important for healing. Mm -hmm. You've got an injury. Mm -hmm. You want to heal it. Mm. Coaching is important for creating the life you want to live. Mm. Mm. So I developed some uh, tools. Mm. And then some friends of mine, colleagues, uh, said, why don't we create an academy, which we did. Oh, my heavens about 22, 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so people come worldwide because it's it's now everything is on Zoom wow. because of mm -hmm. the pandemic. You know, we had to pivot and put everything on, uh, on Zoom now. But um, the first course that anyone teach, uh, gets, rather, uh, when they come to the academy is called the Academy Foundational Training. And mm -hmm. that, Coot, is where you learn all these skill sets I've skills. been talking about. Yeah. yeah. And so people, whether they want to be a coach or not, mm -hmm. they come to the academy and take that first course. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them end up wanting to be coaches after that. Some of them don't. They they want to free themselves up. Yeah. But the I bottom line that. is to, um, to get on living with your life, you know, mm -hmm. and learn the tools and the skills mm -hmm. that will get you there. Beautiful. Um, a few more questions. As you look at the world today, and you know, the last few years, I think for many on the planet have been quite challenging in its own yes. way, uh, provided different challenges for different people and a lot of unknown. And I think many are still processing the last few years. And so oh, yes. just from your perspective, as you look at what has been unfolding globally, the pandemic, politically, so much upheaval. Uh, I'm just curious, like, how do you perceive it? How, may, how, maybe could you provide a perspective that might help those of us that are really confused when we see the world that we see and when we see what's happening, maybe feel a bit helpless or upset. And I'm just, how can you help us? What's your perspective on what's happening? Well, on the it's planet? interesting that you asked this because, uh, uh, just a few days ago, literally, I mm. returned from Egypt and Jordan. Wow. Uh, where, yeah, I know. Uh, I was there for about three and a half weeks and wow. uh, went uh, up the Nile and was able to see these incredible temples. And, That's amazing. And in Jordan, I got to see Petra, mm. you know, that place with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, you mm -hmm. know, just built into the sandstone. And I got to see... Uh, people 5,000 years ago, mm. what they hoped for, what they dreamt for, mm. how they worked to build these incredible tombs and pyramids uh, and obelisks for their Pharaoh because um, 
the pharaoh, it wasn't called pharaoh then, that's a Greek word, but the king was God. And mm-hmm. uh, when he passed from this life, if, if you made him a vehicle to do it, he would take you with him when you died. Wow. And so uh, people, even back then, had this thought that life is a temporary, life here is a temporary mm. place of, uh, you know, ups and downs, but a lot of suffering, pain, and uh, uh, wishing for a better life in the future. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It hasn't changed in 5,000 years. <laughs> so what do you say? What do you say? You know, and, 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 and talk about being hit from the pandemic. I mean, Egypt mm-hmm. and, and Jordan are so poor and they, yeah. they relied a lot on um, travel, you know, mm-hmm. on uh, customers coming to them that way. So they're just beginning to do the slightest yes. bit of recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are both very poor countries. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you live? Mm-hmm. How do you carve out a meaningful life for yourself? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I saw, the first things is family and friends. Mm-hmm. Who, who are your important relationships? Yeah. Are you willing to foster those? And if you don't have many right now, are you willing to develop some? Mm. Because we flourish when we're in relationship, is what I saw. You know, even the, the, the poor guys who cleaned the steps of the pyramids that we saw, you know, to keep things clean for the, the, the travelers and stuff, you know, uh, sitting around together afterwards, yeah. um, passing the hookah around, mm. you know, uh, <clears throat> laughing and joking and i i couldn't understand what they were saying but i could see they were having a great time mm. together you know <laughs> so uh relationships the next thing mm-hmm. is uh for me to keep in mind uncover and keep in mind what am i most grateful for right here right now and when i ask that i begin to train my brain to look for those things for which I'm grateful. Mm. Mm. What so do I true. have right now in my life yeah. for which I'm grateful? And the third thing is, so relationships, gratitude. The third thing is, is there a way, any way that I can contribute to the life of some others? Even one person, but possibly uh, working in a community, possibly helping, you know, there's... So many of us in um, in the U.S. who are homeless. Do you know that uh, Queen Noor, who was mm-hmm. an American who who uh, um, married uh, King Hussein? Yes. Uh, one of her edicts was that there will be no one in Jordan who goes without a roof over their head. Wow. No one, even if it's very very modest, like a one room stone, whatever, but there's no one who's homeless. Mm. And this is in one of the poorest countries in the world. So I say to myself, my God, (laughs) good God in heaven, here we are. Mm. And Mm. is there some way that you, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the people who are listening to us. Yes. Is there some way that you can, see to contribute it may not be money it may be time it may be support in some way but contributing to the lives of others talk about being lifted out of your own Mm. sense of scarcity Mm. or scarcity as i call it so relationship gratitude contribution and contribution yeah powerful You've pretty much answered the question I was going to ask, which is, you know, three keys. And and, and I think it's right there, you know, mm-hmm. cultivating the relationships and surrounding ourselves with that community. And yeah, I think so often we're so, um, we move into scarcity when we're so often looking at not not what we have, but how far we have to go and the yeah, constant oh God. reaching and, and for that. It's really, never ending. And how far we have to go is just a figment of our imagination mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or as I would say, a fig Newton of our imagination. <laughs> yes. 
So the gratitude folks and contribution, mm-hmm. how can we be a contribution? I think when we, when we really do that, we, we tap into what we do have and we share that and that mm-hmm. activates the feeling of abundance. So that's so, so beautiful. That's yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Folks, I, I, tr- I trust, I've taken lots of notes from this conversation and I trust everyone listening that you're inspired by the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want you to assign, before I ask how people can get in touch with you, mm. could you just assign a, 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 you shared so much today, but a simple like homework assignment, like one thing people can like do right now to, to, to like put everything you said into like one action step that they can do. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it comes with, uh, it, it comes out of uh, uh, gratefulness. Mm. Okay. Got it. What is one thing for which I can be grateful? Mm. What's one thing? And uh, and 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 thank, especially if you have been very nervous and anxious and worried and doubtful and everything. Finding one thing to be grateful for uh, is is huge. Mm. So mm. then, be compassionate with your brain. Mm. You know, you can talk to your brain. I know it sounds weird, but you can talk to your brain. And your brain will uh, respond. Mm-hmm. And if you even uh, send some compassion to your brain, which still believes could, yes. that you and I are living in a cave. It says, come on. No, 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 no. no. It wasn't 100,000 years ago. It's <laughs> right now. You don't understand. Mm. So some compassion. I know it sounds weird to have some compassion for your brain, mm. but that, along with gratitude, is so it it, it just shifts mm. uh, your viewing point in life. Yeah, it begins to fill you up. Mm. Mm. Beautiful, folks. You heard it. What is one thing that you're grateful for? Not even three things, just like one thing. One, one, and, please. Yeah, and just feel that and acknowledge that. Um, it's powerful. What's the best way people can find out about you and your work and where, where can people connect with you more? I know you also said you have a, uh, an event, an online event coming up and just we'll put all of the links in the show notes, but your best website and anything you want people wow, to know. Thank you. Thank you for asking. It's very kind, very generous of you. Really good. I want everyone to connect with you, Maria. Really. <laughs> I want folks, everyone listening in, That's your homework heart. is connect with Maria. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> your life will be blessed. I, I've never even met the woman in person, uh, but just reading the energy of money has had a transformative impact in my mm. journey. Uh, mm. Please share. Okay, great. Um, there are a number of ways. Uh, you can go to acecoachtraining.com and you can look up something called the Academy Foundational Training. Uh, there, and it, there's one starting, I think, very soon, March 11th. And after that, there'll be another one in May. Um, you'll see me working with you. Uh, I have a course leader that works with me, but it's a four day immersion in which you will get all of these tools and principles that uh, lead to the successful life. You know, the definition I have for success, Coot, is Mm. success is doing what you said you would do consistently with clarity, focus, ease, and grace. Yes. With clarity being, being clear about what's important to you. Focus means learning how to focus your, your brain Ease is about how to take small, sweet steps in life. Mm. And grace, the gateway to grace is gratitude. So Mm. that winds it up. So come and be with me in the Academy Foundational Course or uh, go to marianemoth.com and sign up for my newsletter. I write a weekly newsletter, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's sweating blood, but I tell you, it's something you can read in two or three minutes that'll give you something to think about and that will lift you up for the week. Mm. And you can always uh, there or, and, or, uh, and, and um, you can always leave me uh, a message 
at maria at marianemeth.com. Or you can go to uh, energyofmoney.com and sign up for my digital course, which has a lot of the principles from uh, the Energy of Money mm. book, plus new ones. And that comes with three coaching sessions with me. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. So thank you for asking. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and just being so generous <laughs> with your energy and your time and just, just, just spreading so much love to, to the Soul Talk community today. So, folks, you heard it. Um, AceCoachTraining.com, AceCoachTraining.com, um, Make sure you sign up for the newsletter and also the EnergyOfMoney.com, the digital course. We'll put all of the links in the show notes, folks, so make sure you connect with her work. If you haven't read the Energy of Money book, go get it now on Amazon. Maria, thank you so much. Big hug to you virtually right now. Sending you so much good energy. Uh, Folks, I told you this was going to be an amazing episode. Share this episode with everyone in your life that you feel would benefit and uh, write a great review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen. And I'll catch you next week on Soul Talk. Love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at cooplaxon.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.